What's up, guys? This is your host, Jay, and welcome to the 91 Perspective Podcast. This is a safe space where I vocalize my opinions, views, and inform you guys on things, while also allowing others of different backgrounds and perspectives to do the same. The reason why I created this podcast is for people like you and me to get to know each other through love, dignity, and respect as well as discussing a variety of topics and issues you may not be aware of. So guys, we're at the season finale of season two, episode 40. Episode 40. And guys, if, if, you, if you've listened to me up until this point, thank you. You know, if you listen to all of my episodes through fully, thank you. If not, if if you're just joining, hey, on this first episode, episode 40 of season two, I appreciate you. Um, To everyone, anyone that's listening out there, I thank you. So this is the last episode, the the season finale episode um, for season two of this year, October, I blocked it out with, um, five, I looked at my calendar and I was noticing, oh, I I have five weeks of episodes. So, um, I was like, okay, episode, uh, 40 ends. It pretty much ends, um, in October, like, uh, the 30th or whatever. That's like, that's when the episode comes out, comes out guys. Uh, so, well, you guys will know, because I always post Fridays at 6 p.m. But, you know, this episode, I'm going to talk about a few things I've been dealing with, and I'm going to reference back to episode 39. So, notice I didn't, there's no topic, uh, <laughs> Um, title for this episode. I will figure that out once I post it. So you guys will probably see the title, but you guys will know once you listen to this. So last uh, week, I talked about healing and communication. And what I've noticed with my podcast episodes is that when I, I always have a plan in my mind of either I'm going to do a long or short episode, but then once I start talking, I realize um, it doesn't always go that way. And sometimes thoughts pop up in my head and I just keep going. And I'm a long-winded person. I can be short, but I'm very much long-winded. So, um, yeah, so for me, I may, I harp on a subject, like I like to like stay on it and really drive the point and get out as many different angles or points of a subject. So that's why it may, I may stay on one thing for a good while. And I'm like, wow, I did not expect to stay on that topic for that long. So I, a lot of times in my mind, I've been trying to do short episodes in my head, like, oh, I'm gonna do this for about 25, 30 minutes. And then it, you know, if it's a really passionate topic, I go longer than that. So last week we talked about healing and communication. 
I was going through some issues yesterday with, um, actually this week, but I've been going through some issues with, like, my mother and my, uh, financial situation or living situation. So, um, my mom, she had came back from Jamaica, you know, I think she's been back here for about a month or so, and she has been doing some things, um, moving slightly differently than how she's been moving before. Um, she's been, excuse me, she's been buying these items to take back to Jamaica, like food items and just anything you can think of. For those that don't know, if 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 you're if you if you don't have foreign parents, if you don't have parents that 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 came from another country, if you live in America and you are fortunate to have foreign my my, my wording, but uh, immigrant parents, um, then you may not be familiar with them shipping things off to like another country and just that whole like buying stuff and putting it in a barrel and food items is is one of them excuse me um if if you have family that uh that has grown up in a third world or caribbean or like a country that's not america but it's not europe as well or asia um and I know certain parts of Asia isn't all that great, but like if I would say, yes, we'll just say third world country, like a poor country, and they don't have certain items. I know Russia don't have certain items too, but what I'm what I'm saying is, <coughs> hold on. All right, guys, I'm back. I'm glad I'm not live. If I was live, then you guys would, you know, have to, you know be in my situation. No, I, I just had phlegm. It's early in the morning. I coughed up some phlegm and I didn't want to, you know, let you guys hear all of it. So I was like, okay, let me just go and spit this out. And right now I got some tea. I just put some hot water on the uh, stove so that I can boil so I can make some tea. Anyway, if you have immigrant parents, then you know about shipping off items in America because America has a, a lot of different things that other countries don't have. So my mom, she's sending, she, uh, she has this stuff that she had bought from like Walmart and different stores and things like that to uh, send to this guy that she is planning on marrying. And I don't have an issue with her going to marry this guy in Jamaica. Um, my mom's from Guyana. She's from the Caribbean. She was over there for a good while. She was over there for like several months this year. So she had just came back. Um, it's just that me and her have made certain arrangements of how we would do things. Um, she has a car that I've been using since, since she's been away. It's her car and I'm using it and I'm, you know... Um, my girlfriend lives with me. We've made that agreement. My mom knows. We all talked about it. 
Um, me and my girlfriend were moving towards marriage. That is something that me and my girl we spoke about. I'm I don't you know we're shacking up. I don't. Um, my thoughts of shacking up has changed over the years. It's not something that I want to do like that, but I'm okay with for the time being if we're moving towards that direction. I guess if you guys can hear, I, I had another flim episode. I just want, you know, went to go spit. But anyway, um, my mom and I try our best to work together, but sometimes I don't like the way she moves. She told me uh, earlier this week that she needed the car for Wednesday, mostly Wednesday. And I said, okay, cool. And me and my girlfriend, were, we are respectful in that manner. So we scheduled our, our plans around her so that, okay, let's get outside the house early. So, because my girlfriend, she works. She has a, a, a part-time job where she works. And, um, and she makes good money. And I was like, okay, and, you know, and she's the one as the breadwinner. You know, they say gender roles. The gender roles are, are switched, but I, I'm, you know, what? honestly, I don't care too much about the, I don't care too much about the gender roles, but I, I do understand that is a thing, right? But I will say I, I do want to work and I do want money coming in. So I, I will get to that in this episode, but anyway. I, uh, so we left early and I dropped off at the train station a lot closer than instead of me going all the way to Manhattan and taking her to Penn Station. So we just made that arrangement because we know that my mom needs a car. I come back early. I come back around 11 o'clock in the morning. She don't leave the house till like 2.30 or whatever. <sighs> Here's the thing. Uh, so again... I'm not pausing at this time. <sighs> you guys might have heard that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, if I was live, you would, I would just step away or whatever. Anyway, um, see, so the thing about it is, and oh, a reminder, this is a safe space that I've created for myself. So if I'm talking about it, I'm not going to condemn myself. So anyway, here's the thing with, with, with my mom, her timing, and it's been like this for a couple of years. It's not just this, uh, this thing with, with shipping the stuff off to Jamaica, because here's the thing, my mom, she had the items. I helped her pack a lot of it in the car. I mean, the car was practically filled up even to the passenger seat in the front. She was going to take the stuff to the shipping place. The guys were going to help her take the stuff out, yada, yada, yada. She comes back. The stuff is still in the car. So there's some red flags I'm noticing. Hesitation. Why is that? But the thing that irked me was, what's going on? We're not moving in the same direction. We're not working together in the way I thought we were working together because having all that stuff in the car it weighs it down and I'm you know and the car is it's a good car but it it's it's there's a lot of wear and tear on the car and I don't want that um 
even early again early in the week she told us hey Wednesday she's gonna need the car blah 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 we made the necessary plans another thing about working right me and my family you know me my mom and my brother we all decided that we want to sell the house okay cool um so I, I told her give me three months so I could find a full-time job because I want to save my money up by the time next year or whatever me and my girl can get a place and we'll be out of here but that's been a struggle and then also my current living situation we have multiple people in this house that that live here um, that we all agreed upon and made arrangements and, and, and did certain things right but just going into the bathroom is, is sometimes a challenge Alright, the water just got hot, so I'm going to make some tea, but I go downstairs to use the bathroom, and my brother, he takes forever in a day to use it, because he likes his time. Nothing wrong with that, but I've noticed it's annoying me, because there's certain things I'm trying to get done. Also, I was trying to cut my hair yesterday, and there's just a lot of issues in my household that I have. One, the relationship with my mom is not where I want it to be. You know, we don't have that open, honest relationship to where I can be completely honest with her about what's going on in my life. Excuse me. And the same thing with her. You know, one of the red flags me and my brother and my girlfriend have been noticing is with the relationship that my mom has with this guy in Jamaica. She only met this guy this year and now she wants to marry him. I mean, what's up with that? A red flag to me is, I don't know... I would say my mom, she's in her, like, early 60s. And I would say part of her moving the way that she's moving now, I mean, obviously she's older, so she's going to move a lot slower than she did 10, 15 years ago, right? Or 20 years ago. You know, 20 years ago, she was in her 40s, right? I was nine at at that point. And... My mom, she did things differently compared to uh, other uh, people, right? But but the thing is, um, my dad was around. For a long time, my dad did a lot of things for my mom. And she didn't have to worry. Probably too far away. I want. I'm gonna repeat that. Basically, my mom had my dad around for a long time. They were married for a long time. They were together for a long time. She didn't have to worry about certain things. But once after my dad passed away in 07, now it was on her. 
And she never had to do that before. Look, I, I'm, I think I'm going to have to start doing conversations about, you know, learning to be independent in a healthy way. I think I'm going to have to start doing conversations about that because, you know, I, I I would say I don't think my, I think, no, I think my dad was reasonable as far as like he allowed her to have some kind of independence because she did Mary Kay and he let her kind of move the way she wanted to move as much as she wanted to move. Um, and she told me about it. She's like, oh, I didn't have to worry about you guys. That was the water. I'm sorry. She she said, I didn't have to worry about you guys because I knew that your dad was around. So my mom has a certain level of freedom, but she didn't expect my dad to get sick like that anytime soon. He was really mobile in his 60s and doing a lot of things and just he was very much in good shape at his age until he got cancer. I, I go back to my father because it seems like in doing some close examining, after my dad passed away, a lot of things changed. So it, it is, it, it does make a difference. It does. I, I can't like leave that out the conversation because that, that, those stuff, like that's important. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but so, but she's always moved at a certain pace, even when she was younger, but it was still, you know, it, I'll say this. It wasn't like my, like it was decision-making being decisive. My dad knew what we had to do. He did it and he made sure it got done. My mom, it, for her, it was, a, it's a lot of things wrapped up. And I, I started to like, think about my, um, about years of my mom just being a single mother and that was a thought that I had to think about like man like she's never been a single mother ever up until my dad passed away you know I'm fortunate enough to have a father that didn't just leave us after we you know she got pregnant I I didn't have a deadbeat dad (laughs) deadbeat dad DBD I didn't have a DBD thank God for that that wouldn't have helped me at all. Um, and to those out there that that's, that had a DBD, a deadbeat dad, I'm sorry. I empathize with you. It's probably one of the most heart-wrenching things because it's twofold. You have to deal with the sin of your father not being there and that kind of rejection up front. And also, kind of like the backstabbing decision that your mother made. Because then it's almost like, now all that anger that you have, you kind of direct it towards her. Hey, mom, why did you pick a... Excuse my French, if you have kids in the room, I'm going to curse. But why did you pick an asshole like that to be my father? Hey, I said it, and a lot of people... Feel that way. If you have a father that wasn't there for you, wasn't really present, or if they were there and they wasn't really present, 
it's an it's another thing you have a father around you know where he lives he's like around the block but he doesn't come and see you but he has other kids and he comes to see his other kid it that that's now you're really you're really an asshole like that <laughs> like for real for real um mm, it's not bad I made some chai tea I put some uh, cinnamon and honey in it. It's not bad. I was tempted to put some sweet milk in there. But um, I was like, nah, Jermaine, I'm trying to get rid of the phlegm. I will have cereal later. Like, I'll probably make some oatmeal or whatever. Um, Or, no, no, yeah, I'll probably just make some oatmeal. Anyway. So, I, I feel for you, I feel for any of you, if, if your father wasn't present, or if your mother wasn't present, you had a DBM, a deadbeat mother. People don't really say that, that's not really a thing, but it, 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 it's real, there are mothers that abandon their children on their grandparents, I mean, on with their parents, you know, like the, the, uh, the child's raised by the grandparents or whatever, whatever, so there are DBMs. <laughs> That sounds like a headset or some kind of like new genre of like music. EDM. We got DB. We got DVDs. We got DBMs. EDMs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Come on. Rock. Rock. Debbie Moms. Yeah. Debbie Moms. Anyway. Um, yes, I feel for you guys. But luckily, I didn't have a father like that. Right. My father was there. And especially as a black American, usually. It's like a stereotype that black boys aren't raised with their black fathers. A lot of them don't have fathers. Either they're dead, in jail, or they left. Or they just don't come around, which equates to them leaving. But then again, it's not like they just, hmm. Would you call it left if your father lives in the same neighborhood, but two or three blocks away? Or around the block and they just don't see you versus someone like traveling to another county or state like they literally just got up and dip like you guys let me know leave some comments right but with my mom now that she's older from when she was younger and my dad was around, she didn't have to worry about too much. Oh my God, hold on. Okay, again, it's it's the early morning. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is why I'm drinking tea, hot tea. Anyways... I've noticed after my dad passed away, just like years, like from 07, probably up until like maybe 2015 or so. So like eight years in and taxes are getting really bad where we live. You know, it's, it's, it's a really a big expense for us to live here in New York. You know, 
I don't I, I don't really say where I live. I'm not saying that because people again, I, I've said this in the earlier podcast. People can be crazy, but I live in New York and I live in a house. That's all you guys know. <laughs> I'm hey, listen, I'm just saying, guys, I just I got to be I got to keep myself safe. I got to be real. But from from 07 to 2015, it got to a point where she was thinking about moving. But but actually before that, she decided to maybe I would say from 2010 on up, like 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 20, 20 uh, wait, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15. Selling the house always came up into discussion. That was always the thing. Oh, I'm a move. I'm not going to move. 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 And it, 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 it was just like this repetitiveness and uncertainty. And then we didn't really know, is she going to move? Around 2015, my brother ended up moving out. Him and his uh, girlfriend his girlfriend was staying here at the time. They found a place and they ended up moving out for the time. Because it got to a point where, what direction are you taking, mom? We, like, we don't know. One thing I don't like, I, I, I don't like this. And I don't like this in myself at times. I don't like indecisiveness. Guys, I want you to remember this word. in the decisiveness one of the uh, one of the bad traits you can have as a person a trait everyone at times hesitates on a decision because they're not sure on something and you have to figure out what is the root cause for why they are hesitant to make certain decisions learning now from 2015 up until 2020 from my mom she just she ended up telling us she just wasn't ready to sell the house it was too much emotions and feelings behind it and it, I just I'm not in I'm not as invested compared to my mom it's not like me and my my love have found the, the dream home and I built up this whole idea around it and this was like this was finally I was living the American dream. I have a home with a husband, two kids, beautiful house. Family comes over. We cook. It's great. Listen, my early childhood from like a baby up until I was 16 were great. And even years after that was still great. We still did like Thanksgiving and birthdays. And, you know, we tried to do as much as we can after my dad passed away. It was great. And my mom had it good. And so many memories here. So I was invested, but I wasn't as invested as she was. And if anyone that is a real estate agent or an investor and you're dealing with homeowners, sellers that are selling their place, some of the reasons why they hold back on selling is there's a lot of nostalgia and and just memories with their properties that they have. Like some people, whether it's the husband or the or or the wife or the daughter or the son or, or uncle or auntie, whoever whoever's the person that owns a the home, there's like so much that is for that person 
they're invested in this house. They didn't, they didn't just see it as a house. This is, this was their home. So for my mom, this was her home. This is her home. And she just couldn't sell based off all of the memories tied to this place that she had. And for me, as a young person, excuse me, it's not like I want to move out my, my, my childhood home. I grew up in this home for a very long time. I would say 29 years, right? Next year will be 30 years. But I always had this idea in my head that eventually I would move out and find my own way and find my own place. And that's something that my mom always preached about. You and your brother has to find your own way. And also, I'm a guy. I believe that men have at some point have to get some kind of finance, move out and fend for themselves in the world, not in a harsh way, but to stand tall and to be able to support yourself, to say, I've done it. And all of the things that my parents have done or didn't do. I'm still here and I can manage myself and now I can start my own life the way I want to do it. And and every man has that right to do so. Or a woman, if you've come from a background where it wasn't that great or it was great, you if you had thoughts of having your own place at one point, then you, you, you know, as a young person, you're like, I, I need to move out. I need to get my own. I need to do something. I need to establish my own life. And I don't, every parent want that for their child, but truth be told, not every parent wants that for their child. For some of you guys, if you ask your parents, what do you really want? Some of them might not be able to tell you. For one, they may not want to tell you because they don't really want to be honest with you and give you their true heart. See, here's one thing about healing and communication. It's all about trust. See, you could tell someone you love them, but do you truly love them? Do you really trust them with your heart to where, yeah, I'm going to say I love you, but I'm not really going to give you my full love. I'm not going to give you my full heart. So some people, they may not do it out of their own choice because that's not them and they don't want to do it, right? But then for others, they may not know how to because guess what? They've never seen it shown to them. They don't know what that looks like to be, to to give, to, to put trust in someone else. Now, do people hurt other people? Yes. Do we have reasons in this world to be skeptical of other human beings? Yes. Even your own family. Why? Because all of us are flawed. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. So my mom being honest with me and my brother, like truly honest, giving us her heart. I would say on our behalf, we've I I know this for a fact and I'm admitting my flaws right here on this podcast that um, I understand we've given our mother reasons to not be fully honest with us. I understand that. I understand that. 
we're not perfect. We've made mistakes. We've we've done things to hurt her. Said some things, acted out. Yeah. Out of our immaturity and, and frustration. So yeah. I can understand maybe she don't feel really that comfortable with us. And also, we're men. She's a woman. I'm, I'm sorry for anyone out there that's a feminist. I'm clearly stating facts. for And here's what I'm stating facts about. I understand that there are certain things women feel more comfortable talking about with other women than men. it's and it's not all women I would say I would say mostly women like talking about certain things with women than men and and that's not really and it may how does that sound like opinion excuse me excuse me um that, to me, that sounds more like fact, but how would that... I'm trying to think, how can I phrase that to be like fact? Um, so, some women, okay, who, what? Some women like to say certain things to women, right? The what, the whatever, than men. Like the who, the what... So, like, facts are, like, who, what, when, where, how, and why. So, that's, those are all facts. That's not my opinion. That's not, like, oh, all women, all women like talking to women, not men. No, that's, that's more opinion because that's not based in any facts. But some, certain, it's more specific and based on women being women there are things that they understand versus men. That's that's uh, that's facts. So I was, guys, don't mind me. I, I'm trying to be more facts based versus feeling based. I want to be more objective. With I, I don't want to lead people the wrong way. I really much believe in let's let's give facts. Let's be more objective because opinions. Honestly, what I'm noticing about opinions. They don't really do people all that good. Being subjective a lot of times, it's, it's not... I, I want truth. Truth is starting to make me happy. Let's be truthful, guys. Let's be honest. Because I'm noticing a lot of people aren't really being truly honest to where it's going to help people move in a better direction. So... And we're... Listen, we're, I'm piggybacking off of healing and communication of last week. One of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is that it's helping me. It's, 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 this is free therapy for me. For anyone out there that's listening, and if you, you know, want to leave me a comment, you may relate to something that I'm going through, or you can tell me some things. This is like a free form kind of thought, but I'm trying to stay, keep a thread of the fact of my mom and just our relationship of what I really am looking for and I I can I think I can learn to accept what things are and just trust in God and how he's going to do things in my life and whatever he wants that to be that it will be that way 
and I'm not going to force things. But when my mom, you know, the red flag with the whole, um, the items in the car, all of like the food and stuff that she was going to send, mostly dry stuff, right? Because you can't really send like liquid stuff like that because it, it, they'll, they don't take that stuff on the, on the plane. But, um, so I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, why is she hesitant to move this stuff that, like she did? If, if, you know, if she really wanted to get the stuff taken care of, she would have done it. Um, so I noticed some hesitation. So maybe the relationship that my mom has with, um, this guy isn't what she's making it out to be. Honestly, I don't really ask her a lot of questions about their relationship. I um, I want to go there, but I don't want to go there. So there's something with me. It's, um, I don't want it to mess up my situation with my, me and my girlfriend. Um, I know me and my girlfriend didn't always, we, we had a hiccup in our relationship last year. Um, when we had broke up, there are some things in our relationship that wasn't good. Um, I, I guess I didn't. I don't want to ask my mom to where my relationship is put on display, but I don't even know if she would bring it up. To be honest with you, uh, my brother is asking, and she's not giving him full answers. So maybe she herself. I I, I know my mom does want want to be lonely, and maybe she's she's seeing us, her two sons. We both have girlfriends and we're trying to elevate and, and move up. And she says she is okay with uh, selling the house, but maybe she really doesn't want to. And maybe she wants us to keep this place and this is home base and and we do such and such. And is that what she wants? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Guys, I'm sitting here with you and I really don't know. Maybe because her her thought was always leaving us this house. It's always something with parents and they have their thoughts of what they want for their kids, but they never ask the kids what they really want. Like, what do you guys want? Like learning to not be controlling. And I think this is where I'm learning it from, like in the house. And it's like, there's certain things you just can't control in life. You can't control what what happens on your job. You can't control what happens with with the world. You can't control what happens with how people talk to you or or you say yes, but there are there's a lot of things outside of your power that you can't control. Even some things with, like you might get a certain health Certain some things with your health may come up that that was unexpected. You can't control that, but you control how you respond. That's the best way. That's the best thing you can do as a person. You control how you react to something, basically controlling yourself to a certain extent. And I just, it's like it always baffles me about. 
about parents and I get it that it's it's a new age thing or new age thinking that I have and I'm I'm I've been watching podcasts and other parents that are like relatively young I'll say 20s to 30s and they are learning to undo a lot of the teachings of their parents some of the negative parts to where especially in the black community I can speak for that because that's what I'm noticing of we are trying to raise up full autonomous human beings that can think for themselves that can trust in their judgment and come into this world as an adult with with the least amount of baggage so that they can be as equipped to tackle um the world outside their homes because they want they want them to be at the best place to where they can function in a proper way and it's like um i to me it baffles me of parents that you want so much control over your children's life i'm not talking about you know certain things that they have to do as kids i'm talking about do as i say but not as i do or you belittle their their uh their um you parents belittle their children uh uh judgment their decision making to where they now your voice is always in the back of their heads and they're always second guessing themselves because you didn't teach them how to put full trust in their own decisions or you know wanting to control their every single move as teens of this is you you can't do xyz now look i get it if you live in a certain neighborhood and it's not safe to go out at a certain time then yeah you have a curfew and and you know you let them know another thing fully explaining to them not telling them you do what i say just because just because and no reason behind it but you say hey this is what i'm telling you to do because i am the adult i am your parent there are certain rules and structure and regulations that you must follow as you live in this household i do it for your protection there are things that i know about through life experience that you may not be privy to so this is why i'm telling you you can't do this or x y and z and you fully explain to them it's like i love you i don't hate you i'm not doing this because i don't want you to um not experience um fun or freedom or joy or anything like that i'm doing this because i love you and you may not like it you may not like me for doing it but you will love me for it in the long run because i'm teaching you structure in those moments and also as authority, um, I'm not just going to tell you to do it just because I'm going to give you good reason and look for leadership that has good reasoning. And those things should be taught to, 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 to children as they grow up and as they're teens and as they go out into the world. But here's the thing. I'm new age. I've been raised, I was raised old school. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of old school, but I'm also new age in my thinking. And 
I want to raise my child with reasoning and understanding and and and, and fully like trust and trusting. One of the things that I really appreciated from my dad in certain things was that when he told talked to us about his life as a as a when he was a kid growing up in the south my dad was born in atlanta georgia he grew up in the south born 1937 i had a much older father compared to a lot of my other peers and i was i appreciated that because i had a mature father that lived life and had other kids and i have i have a big family on my dad's side and my mom's side but again he told us a lot about his life before he passed away like when we were kids we learned a lot and he was honest with us in a way that he probably didn't get that growing up because his father wasn't in his life and his mom left when he was eight years old she left the south to go to new york and he dealt with a lot of violence and abuse growing up in the South from, from um, my great-grandfather. But he was vulnerable with us in a way that my mom isn't. And knowing my mom didn't really get that from her mother. My mom, my grandmother wasn't really vulnerable and loving like that to a lot of my aunties and uncles and my mom. So I noticed that the parenting or lack of parenting, you know, it's funny, even though my dad, like, he still had my great-grandmother, it seemed like she was the kind one for the most part, um, I don't really know much about her, I just know that my great-grandfather was very violent, and they had a tumultuous relationship, and at a certain point, he, uh, dropped out of eighth grade, and, you know, I don't even know if my dad got his GED, but my dad just started working. And and at those times in like the 40s and 50s, opportunities for blacks were just it's mainly like working jobs. You just had to work and get some money and you you had limited amounts of options. But my dad came up a very long way and he was a hard worker. And he sacrificed a lot. I feel like my dad's like an immigrant parent. <laughs> my dad's American. My mom is an immigrant. She's from the Caribbean. But um, I feel like my dad, can, he, he should be a nominated uh, immigrant worker because he's a hard worker, right? A lot of our work ethic comes from our father. And... We have opportunities now that my dad never had, but it's, but not only that, it seems like we, it's, those opportunities are necessary now because if you want to just make it in certain places, you got to have, you know, more than one stream of income, at least two to get yourself up there, but three, a, a solid three streams of consistent income. Hopefully, one of those incomes you get is passive income to where you don't have to work so hard to make that money. It's money just coming in. Like one of the ways of getting passive income, people work state jobs or federal jobs. Once you put in the work for 20 plus years, you retire, you get a check every month, pension or whatever, right? Now that's passive income you're getting that you don't have to work for. My auntie who moved to this country, 
she worked at MTA over 30 years. Now she she's in her like what early 60s. She's getting a pension. Also, she's renting. That's another stream of income. Two passive streams of income. And if she wants to work, she could. But um, yeah. So okay, it was a little intermission break. Um. My mom came upstairs. I don't like recording while other people are talking in the background. So, a certain kind of professionalism I like to have with this podcast. But, uh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> I got I got a lot of good I got a lot of good things from my mom and my dad. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I did this, I recorded this thing kind of late. I, 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 it's just when you don't have your own studio and you're just kind of doing things in your house, it's, you're just kind of subjected to certain stuff. So, but, oh, here's a, here's, a, here's a thing, right? This is therapy for me. Again, I say this is, is kind of like therapy for me. I was thinking about giving up on any of this, on my creative path as a person, I was thinking about giving up. Um, I was just thinking about giving up and just like, you know what, I should just get, let me just get a job, you know, like, well, I'm not, not saying, I chose the perfect timing to record this, honestly. Um, guys, I've just been, I, it's been, it's been hard. The, the time that I have to do an episode or a podcast, I don't do it. And then the time I choose to do it, it's always the wrong time. So there's something with how I'm doing things. I have to figure out a better way and write out every single topic and just stick to that and do it and do it at a time when no one is up or around. I'm going to have to work twice as hard. To making the content that I want to make. One of the easiest way of doing a podcast for me is like because I don't um, have to be on camera, I don't have to worry about my look or anything like that. I can just record. Uh, so birds are beautiful. I love birds. They're just kind of cute. I'm looking at these red cardinals and other small birds, and they're just like the way birds' head move. I'm like, it's just like it's like robotic. Like, I'm like, uh, but, um, their heads move that way. Like it's a certain, it's like, it's almost like a twitch, but it's a quickness because they have to, I, their heartbeats be a lot faster, I guess, in order to move as quickly as they need to, to fly and also to evade, um, predators. So they, their bodies are designed a certain way to be able to, to protect themselves because they are prey animal. They, they, there are certain things that, they, you know, other animals that's bigger than them have a lot more of an advantage than they do, but they have their flight to, to kind of save them. But they have to be extremely fast and their bodies have to process a lot of blood and, and, and energy to be able to fly as high or as quickly as they need to. And to be and I'm, I'm guessing their sense of hearing is pretty great as well. I live around like a good amount of trees, but anyway. Um, I love animals, <laughs> so I have to do better with my podcast, but I was thinking about giving up, um, 
anyone out there that is doing something, it's in the early stages, you're not really making a lot of money from your creative work, you have a lot of like personal issues in your life, it's like you want your creative life to take over as your job to where there's no like, hey guys, listen, like if once you have the money, you can actually just go to a studio, hey, hey babe, I'm making X amount of dollars or I'm able to pay for studio time. This is what we're doing. We're about to get our place soon, this, that, and a third, because I have to have a certain setup so that I can work in a certain way. Um, but I was thinking about just giving up. And I don't know if anyone out there can relate. Who knows? Maybe some of the big people can relate. It's just you're trying to get to that place where your career takes over as you like your life in a sense. Um, and it's undeniable. No one can question it. And this is what you do. And now, but things change then because now people are looking like, oh, well, you got X amount of dollars. I need help. I need this. I need that. And it's like, it, it's a never ending cycle. As Tyrese have said, the, the R&B singer slash movie star um, actor, he said, new level, new devil. So... Guys, I've been dealing with a lot of like personal home issues because I'm trying to elevate to another level. And when I made the decision to trust God, and I I was telling God, you know what, I'm going to, sorry about that. I'm going to trust in you. That's when everything started happening a certain way. It's not a cop out. I'm not saying this to be like, oh, well, the devil No, I'm saying it because I know the devil. Here's how I know the devil. I know that the devil comes for everybody. And for some people, they... If it's not an issue, if God is not on your mind, you don't really notice it. Right? But when God is on your mind... And you're making the choice to, I'm going to trust in you no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter how it looks, even if it, if I lose it all, I don't lose you because I have everything. And I think that's a, a good mindset to have. Even if I lose it all, because I have you, I have everything. And it's like, oh, wait, what, what does it, what does that mean? I think that's a hoodie that I, I want to invest in. Even if I lose it all, because I have you, I have everything. And that's just going to be a subliminal for, for God. It's just going to be a subliminal for God. And if anyone want to ask a question, it's like, well, okay, let's have a conversation. Because I'm a Christian. To the day I die, I made that choice. I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. God as my Lord and my Savior, and I'm going to trust in the direction that he's taking in my life. If I lose everything around me, my family, friends, my possessions, everything like that, I'm I'm going to be okay. I'll be okay, and I'll allow it, and I'll, and I'll accept it because I have God. He has something better for me, and he may be just taking me out of a situation to get me to another place. Learn to love, not hate. Learn to forgive people. He's, you know, and sometimes I think 
again, this is another healing part for me. I, I, I talked about communication. One of the things that helps me to heal myself is venting communicating my frustrations and just getting it out as a release whether I write it or I I record on a podcast or I make videos or I draw which are all creative um instead of me going and hurt someone or getting a weapon and doing something crazy or hurting myself you know I, I would rather draw write talk about it whether to a friend or in a podcast. So this is my safe space to let you guys know where I'm at. Right. And, you know, for the season finale, shoot, let it go to an hour or whatever. Um, I am going to have to leave soon to take my girl to, to work. Yeah. Gender roles. Um, something that kind of helped me in my uh, situation when it came to um, gender roles and just men working or not working and women working or not working. So seeing um, people that I look up to and, and I'm inspired by, um, Kevin on stage, I, I, I mentioned him in my podcast a lot. He's someone that I, I look up to. He's a, he's a Christian just like I am. He's a creative just like I am a black man just like I am and he's a family man just like I am he he has a wife and 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 two sons and they're growing and you know he talked about moving from Washington to California and and him following his dreams as a comedian and one of the biggest things that like that he had to come to grips with was gender roles and how at one point uh you know he wasn't working and she was. She was. She's more like straight and narrow, and very much like on point when it comes to corporate jobs. And I feel like a lot of women have that mindset for that. Not all women, but a lot of women. That's just kind of the way she was built. And um, and women are very cunning and very intelligent. Like I, I don't like women are very smart, very intelligent. Um. Uh, he 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 felt. He felt like like less of a man. He was cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids. It was actually beneficial to them because daycare was expensive, but he felt less than a man. Also, you know, his wife always made more money than him, always. So that was another thing too, but like really like not working and not having money for yourself, not being able to take care of your family in that sense of a traditional way that we've always known men to do. It, he felt less than a man and one of the great things that he this is how you know he had a, a really good wife by his side and this was the person meant for him she she said it she managed his ego she did not chip away because she knows that she can say anything to just this why you ain't ish or this is why i i should have married someone else or 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 see i should have been with a man that had way more money than you or anything like that you know luckily my girlfriend she doesn't do that either which i'm so thankful for and you know i'm marrying her it's not like she's you know and i know there's been this talk about pressure i should probably like do an episode on that next year or something like that like pressure versus perspective and what like what's facts versus feelings or what's facts versus fiction but he talked 
you know, she he talked about his struggles of dealing with that gender roles. He's still a man because at the end of the day, he's a man. He was born a man. That's never going to change. But for her, she didn't chip away at at him. She didn't chip away at his ego. That's what they call it. Maybe it's, I guess so. I guess that is what it's called, ego. Um, but she didn't chip away at his manhood. I would say that. That's, excuse me. I feel like that's a better way of putting it. I guess it can be ego because this is stuff that has been built up and this is what what men and women have have thinking of as a as what a man is but also um when it comes to uh manhood you know you want to be able to provide protect and profess you want to you know you want to do these things as a man i would at least hope to some men probably don't want to but she did not belittle or beat down her man when he felt less than and he wanted to do he had that willingness but he wasn't able so those are two things willingness willing and able you may be able to do something but you're not willing to do it i i I really don't want to do it for that person you may be willing i want to do it but you're not able but i don't i just don't got it right now if when i get it i'll i'll definitely i'll help you out so it's just right now that's where i'm finding healing from god from podcasts other people i look up to seeing oh wait there's someone that's a christian that is a creative just like me okay you know and i I see it and there's people that's moving in a certain way also another thing jackie hill perry if you guys don't know her check her out on youtube jackie hill perry she has a book called gay girl good god and i've been reading that and i'm on part three of her book it's a, it's a nice book it's her first book i love the cover beautiful cover um but a lot of her stories of her being same-sex attracted and in and accepting god into her life and, and, and into her heart and and also um coming into a heterosexual relationship with her with her man well now husband she's on her third well Third, coming to her third child um her story even though this is a it's a woman a black woman uh a woman that grew up in the south also uh a uh, uh, same sex attracted uh has same sex attraction right um i come to find out we have a lot of things in common when it comes to just letting God in and trusting in his word to be true, believing in, in him and trusting him like that, that right there, I found so much similarity, even though, you know, I'm a, I'm a black man who has, uh, who is heterosexual, who grew up, some would say the up North New York. Um, but our identifies is that we're Christian and we're, flawed imperfect sin nature human beings that's something that we can relate to because everything else can be the divider but these are the things that we can relate to so we are christians at the end of the day that have come through some kind of trauma and we're trying to unpack that and undo that and heal and it's a continuous journey of healing and and, and fighting ourselves or fighting God or wanting to give up and go back to our old ways and trying to fight for something greater 
than what we see around us or what we're dealing with internally, but just accepting something bigger than us. And I found so much relatability with her and her honesty and like just her vulnerability was something I'm looking for. And I think it's hard, like for a lot of people, they're scared to be that vulnerable because people don't want to be hurt. And I get it. And I saw that within her story and why she wasn't vulnerable for a long time. So guys, I just wanted to leave you with a gem. I'm being vulnerable by letting in somewhat of my life. It's it's not, a, it's like where I'm at right now, it's not the ideal thing as far as like career wise financial pockets uh healthy or trying to have a healthy relationship with family which is really hard to do period and i think for anyone regardless of what background you come from or what skin color you have um we all we all i think deal with common things that it's just it's a it's a, it's a it's a struggle if you're a human being living in this world there are going to be these common struggles that we all have that i think we can all connect and relate to um so i just chose this time for this like season finale that i am not giving up i decided to continue on this journey with this podcast and with my uh, with my brand the 91 box brand i i think for my instagram account for for the ending of this year, I think I'm going to just uh, uh, a lot of my social media is going to have like basically like one type of name, the nine one box. I'm just going to you know merge everything, keep a consistent brand so that people can like find my stuff, and it just is what it is. This is my company, the nine one box. It's okay for me if I if I want to take a break to reevaluate things or just take a break and just relax and cool off. This is my brand. This is, you know, the, I, I would say the benefit of it not being as big as it, as it is right now is that, um, uh, there aren't any shareholders or anyone that invested in it to where, uh, I, I, I have to keep going, um, all the time. I can dictate how I want my 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 entity to move in a certain way. So, you know, if I want to take a break, I can take a break if I choose to. Uh, you know, I I dealt with a lot this week with my mom. Still dealing with it's just it's going to still be the thing. I think you know I can't divorce her. I'm, she it's 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 someone I'm still going to have to have relationship with until the day that she dies or that I die you know you never know like I'm, I'm not I'm, you know I'm not calling for it to happen anytime soon it's just that once you pass on to the next life then if you believe in that but I believe in it I, at this point I believe that there is a next life I don't have I mean I can question but I, like what it may look like or what it may feel like but I don't question that it, it like that it doesn't exist. Early on, I questioned if it exists or if it's real. So I, I would say a few times it may pop up, but this is where I just gotta stay close to God and just understand that these things are gonna come up and just keep moving forward. But yeah, so I'm gonna rebrand. Well, the rebranding is just going to. I'm just gonna change up a lot of my social media and just change the name and 
just kind of put it together and I'm going to make it a bit easier for myself and just keep things very simple because I haven't been promoting like the final two episodes. I did episode 39 last week. I didn't like put up any stories. I, 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 I've been lacking in myself, but uh, I, I'm going to just try to come in with a new mindset and just, hey, just put it up, put it up early, make early posts, make, make them consistent. Just put it up. Stay consistent. Um, don't worry about it. Just put up content. Even if no one is checking it out, just put up content. Put up content. Be consistent. You just never know where it may take you. Um, and don't worry about the rest. Let God handle the rest. You know what you're doing. You're bringing healing. And there are some things I, I will be talking about next year. I'm going to figure out some stuff of how what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm going to focus on those things. I, I'm going to go to the beat of my own drum and just stick to that. Like whatever I want to see or hear, I'm just going to talk about. So, yeah, I'm going to end it right here. That's it, guys. Because, um, again, I, I'm going to have to go soon. Uh, that's it, guys, for this episode. I thank you for listening up and to this point. Uh, I appreciate you. If you guys want to leave a comment, leave a comment. You guys can go to my YouTube page, the 91 Box Production. No, the 91 Box. The 91 Box on YouTube. And then for Patreon, the 91 Box Production. If you support me there, you go there, you can look at my stuff and you can read what all the different um, tiers that I have. I have three different tiers. if you guys go there, you can decide how you want to support. Depending on which tier you support, you'll get more content based on that. Uh, The bonus episodes for next year, I don't think I'm going to do bonus episodes for next year. Or I may do them like here and there. But I'm going to just focus on like... um, I'm deciding what kind of video content I'm going to put up there. I might do game dev vlogs or figuring out some stuff and then some of those episodes are probably going to be on my youtube channel um you can go to 91 dreams uh eventually i'm going to change the title of 91 dreams um uh, i will come back for january 1st i'm going to do a year uh, like a new year's eve's episode special uh a new year's a new year, a new year's special episode so you guys are gonna hear me for that that's just going to be a random episode for, for that day. Then, you know, season three will come back for next year. Um, yeah, next year, January. So, yeah. My merch site is down right now. I, I'm not going to put up merch until in the future. There's some stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to just come out with, like, maybe a small collection. Promote that and that'll be it. And just stay consistent with that. And if you guys want more, if like you guys continue to buy more merch, like if my following right now is very small, I, I, I want to continue to put out more and more merch. But right now I'm just going to, I think for next year, I'm just going to focus on five. I, did I just say the number? That's the number I had in my head. It may change, but I'm going to focus on a small collection. All right, guys, that's it for the, for season two. Episode 40, season finale. I thank you. I appreciate you for staying to the end of the episode. Thank you. 
much love until next year guys again if you stay to the end of this episode thank you i love you i appreciate you if you feel like giving up sometimes it's okay but i'm telling you you're not alone just get back up and keep moving forward as aaron yeager would say from attack on titan i just gotta keep moving forward all right guys this is jay thank you for listening and until next year i'm out peace